Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Heroish. Episode 9 is brought to you by Clams. Clams. C-L-A-M-S. Clams. They come from the sea. They're in a shell. Do you like clams? A lot of people don't like clams, but if you don't, you're really missing out because I'll be honest with you. I made two clam dishes this week. I made a linguine with clam sauce and I made a clam pizza. Oh, clam pizza. It might be my specialty. It might be my signature dish. I don't know. It's right up there. It is one of the tastiest things I've ever had. And uh, and that's it. Can't say enough good thing about cl- enough good things about clams. I'm really happy that clams are sponsoring the show. Thank you for all the money. Uh, it helps. It helps me put that money back into the show. You know, back into great production quality and uh, advertising, paying the producers, everybody behind the scenes here. So thank you to clams. This is Heroish episode nine. Without further ado, uh, let's do it. Welcome yet again to another wonderful episode. I hope you're enjoying yourself, whatever it is you may be doing this week. This is the first official week of spring, and you can tell it, you can feel it in the air here, because it's cloudy and 34 degrees right now. So yeah, springtime in upstate New York. I hope wherever you are, I hope you're nice and warm and cozy, and you're enjoying this first week of spring. I um, got my nunchucks right here. Again, if I need to do any tricks for you later to entertain you, or if someone comes in, tries to attack me, or attack us, I've got your back. I've got the nunchucks right here. Uh, very ill-prepared for today's podcast, I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, this is another one where I was like, I forced myself down here to do it, and I'm just going to have to uh, see what we come up with. I have no game plan for this week. That's the, the fun of it all, I think. Where's it going to go? I don't know. Couple weeks ago, um, I I got together with my friends, my former bandmates. Gino and friends was the name of the band. We were together for years. Uh, one of the most exciting, most fun. Uh, I can't even think of enough wonderful adjectives. One of the best times of my life was playing in that band. And you know, back in 2013, we all kind of went our separate ways. They all still have side projects with their different bands. I, I think, thought, if we're not going to pursue this full-time and we're not going to tour and record and, and try to make a thing out of it, then maybe I need to find something else. And I didn't just didn't really want to do it anymore. And um, so a few weeks ago, uh, Rob, who was our bass player, he uh, turned, he had a big birthday, big birthday, 4-0. Rob's 40th birthday uh, it was a few weeks ago, and he uh, rented out an area and had you know a ton of family, ton of friends there, and the the bandmates were there too. They threw together a little open jam, and it was the first time in more than four years that we had performed together. Uh, I was very nervous about the whole thing. I was reluctant. I felt like I, I I didn't have that same energy I had back in the day. I was like I, I gotta. I gotta force myself to pretend I'm the old Gino, and uh, I was nervous about it. But we were all there together. We did like four songs, maybe, and it felt 
absolutely amazing. I can't say enough amazing things about how good it felt. So, um, so it got me thinking, what's something that you used to do that you loved that you haven't done in a long time? Maybe it's going swimming, maybe riding your bike, doing something artistic. Maybe it's a certain food that you used to eat with your family that you haven't eaten in forever. Or a cartoon you used to watch. Maybe it's some kind of activity you used to do before smartphones took over our lives. Whatever it is, think about it. Think about it this week. This is my one uh, takeaway that I want you to have from this show this week. And then we'll get into whatever duty we get into. Think about a thing that you used to do. Maybe when you were younger, you listened to a whole full album from your favorite singer, your favorite band. We don't do that anymore now. We just listen to songs here and there. I don't know. Writing someone a letter. Whatever it is. Have some me time this week and do just one thing that you used to do when you were younger. And maybe it'll backfire. Maybe you'll say, oh, I'm going to watch this old cartoon I used to love. And uh, maybe you'll put it on and you'll say, God, this was <laughs> this isn't nearly as good as I remember. But hey, give it a shot. Do something you used to do that you love, you haven't done in a while. And um, see how it makes you feel. And let me know, all right? Go, on, go to facebook.com slash heroish podcast and let me know. I would love to hear. All right? All right. I'm proud of you. Um, speaking of Heroish, the Facebook page, you might remember, was it, uh, it's a few episodes back now. I said, I'm going to do No Social Media March. I think I might have had a catchier name for it. Maybe I didn't. But whatever it was, the point of March for me was to not be on social media so much. Let me tell you, that whole thing tanked big time. Big time. I think a huge part of it was because I'm still in the process of searching for a car. And I found that um, there's a lot better cars and more cars on the Facebook marketplace than there is like on Craigslist or anything like that. Um, So I go there every day looking to see if anyone posted a, a reasonably priced car. And, um, that trickled to me going over to the timeline, scrolling on Facebook, going over to Instagram, scrolling on there, and it it, it, it backfired completely. So, uh, I tried. I tried really hard. Apparently not as hard as I should have, but yes, in case you were wondering, no social media march was a big fart for me. We'll see what happens in April. You know, I'm a big, uh, when you think about it, we're three months into the new year right now, Right? I just read a thing the other day that said 4%, only 4% of people have actually kept up with their New Year's resolutions. The other, what is that, 96% have thrown it in the toilet. But when you think about it, January, February, March, those are hard months, man. Those are the darkest months of the year. It's easy to just stay inside with your blanket on and uh, under the heat eating some macaroni and cheese, watching some Netflix. It's easy to do that January, February, and March. So I get you completely throwing away your New Year's resolutions, whatever they may be. But think about it. April and springtime, it's a time for rebirth. So it doesn't mean the whole year's ruined because you you threw away your resolutions uh, in February or whatever it may be. April 1st, which is coming up, By the time you're listening to this, who knows? It might be past April 1st. But the point is, April 1st is Easter, which is a a, a resurrection of sorts, if 
you're Catholic. And um, and we're in springtime now. The weather's going to start to get nicer. It's going to be sunshinier. Spring is a time for rebirth. So I say, if you already threw away your goals for 2018 or your resolutions, if you hear beeping in the background, that is the washer. It's ready for me to take those clothes and put them in the dryer. Well, I think it's time for you to dry your New Year's resolutions. That wasn't a good analogy. I thought I was going to go somewhere with that, play off the dryer thing, but oh well. Anyway, the point is, it's not too late. So let's do it. Let's jump on the bandwagon April 1st or whenever it is you're listening to this. Let's uh, let's jump back in gear with things again. That doesn't mean this podcast is going to get all self-helpy like it was before. I'm just going to throw in self-helpy stuff here and there when I feel like it. And I'm feeling it right now. So I'm saying, whatever your goal is for 2018, it's not too late. Let's jump on that horse again. All right? I'm excited about it. Let's see what's in the news right now. I should have a theme song. Time for the news. What's in the news? Let's look at the news. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, in our health portion of the show, this is important. This is very important here. A new study says snacking on nuts and seeds could almost cut your risk of premature death in half. Isn't that amazing? Just eating nuts and seeds could cut your risk for death in half. That means even if you were shot by a bazooka, if you've eaten enough nuts and seeds, you're probably going to live. All right? We all love snacks. Little saltier sweet treats between meals. Maybe, uh, what's your snack of choice? Maybe you like Doritos or potato chips. I like to dib- nibble on a piece of lasagna here and there. I'm sitting there watching TV. I'll just have a little piece of lasagna in my hand. I'll nibble on it. Whatever it is, you might want to switch it to seeds and nuts. That's what they're saying. Researchers tracked the health of uh, men for 22 years. They tracked the same guys, just following them around everywhere they went. All the men at the beginning of the study were between 42 and 60 years old. They found that those who had a higher take of linoleic acid, which is found in omega-6 rich foods like pine nuts, pumpkin seeds, and vegetable oil. Yum. Who doesn't like to eat vegetable oil and pine nuts, right? Anyway, if you take those, they have omega-6s in them, and those men were 43% less likely to die early of preventable diseases. The lead study expert here says a whole bunch of sciencey stuff with big words I don't get, but the point is your heart is in much better condition if you just, instead of snacking on potato chips, snack on some nuts. Like your mom always told you, go snack on some nuts and some seeds and you'll be all right. So that is one thing I'm definitely going to do. I'm going to go to the grocery store this weekend and I don't know if I've ever had a pine nut before, but I'm going to buy a thing of pine nuts and a thing of pumpkin seeds and I'm going to drink vegetable oil and, um, and cut my risk in death and my risk for death in half. And I think you should too. Uh, another study here said people start caring about their reputations. When do you think? When do you think human beings start caring about their reputations? Babies don't care what people think of them. Toddlers don't really care. Right? Well, this says kindergarten. Kindergarten. Age five is when kids start to care what people think about them. All right? The expert says here, if if when you're five years old, you start thinking, if this person sees me do this, what will they think about me? 
pretty crazy, right? To think at five years old, people are thinking that. And it's such a huge portion of our life, caring what other people think. <clears throat> and some of it's a good thing. You can't just do whatever you want and be reckless. You got to worry about your reputation a little, but it can inhibit you too. You start to mm, not, not let your freak flag fly. You start to, you know, not let loose because, oh, what's everybody going to think of me? So I say, as long as you're nice, why don't you take the rest of the, rest of the week and just do whatever you want. Don't care about your reputation. Be crazy. Be free. Post whatever you want on Facebook. Post crazy things on Twitter. Actually, that's horrible advice. But point is, don't be so uptight. Really not a lot of exciting things in the news here. I don't know. Roseanne came back the other day. Did you watch the the reboot of Roseanne? I got to take a sip of tea. I watched the reboot of Roseanne. You know what? I was pleasantly surprised. It's tough to take a a show back after 20 years, put it on the air. But we all love nostalgia. And uh, it's just like they never left at all. They did a wonderful job. So kudos to Roseanne and the team. They did one brilliant thing that I don't know if anyone noticed. And this could all be in my head, but I think I figured it out. When you take a show that's been off the air for 20 years... And you put it on now, everything's all high definition and bright. It looks different. It's kind of off-putting to what you remember it as. But the good people at Roseanne, they put like a filter on it or or they did something with the lighting that makes it just a little bit, not grainy, but there's almost like a hint of fog or something like that, which makes it almost seem like it's still in the 90s. It's really weird. Like I said, I could be wrong. This could be all, all be in my head. But next time you watch it, assuming you're going to watch it again next week, I think it's on next Tuesday, watch Roseanne and tell me if you don't see a little bit of a filter, a little bit of a, a hint of fogginess so that it doesn't look too high definition. It looks almost like you're watching a show in the 90s as much as you can do that right now. So um, I don't know if that makes sense, but check it out. Or don't. I don't care. Um, what else is here? Boring news, Gino. What are you doing? What are you doing wasting our time? All right, how about let's have today's edition of Why Didn't I Think of That? There's a new travel company, and it's called Off the Grid. And these geniuses, here's what they sell. These geniuses at Off the Grid, they sell vacations, but they're phoneless vacations. And they sold out of them their first week in business. And the whole deal is you buy their vacation packages and they tell you you're not allowed to bring phones. Which, hey, you got my vote. You know how much I hate smartphones. But their trips cost more than what the trip would cost at a normal agency. So you could pay more to book with them or you could just leave your phone at home. We're all so addicted to our phones and such dinglings that we're now paying extra just to have someone tell us we're not allowed to bring our phones. It's an amazing thing. So here, here's a free business idea for you. If you want to open a business, open a restaurant with really high prices and tell people that phones are forbidden in the restaurant. You can't bring phones in the restaurant. And I can almost promise you, uh, you're going to be rich. You're going to be rich. Because people, here's the thing. People need to be told what to do. They can't come up with stuff on their own. They, everyone's looking for a leader. 
you're listening to this because you're looking for a leader in me and gosh darn it, you're not going to get it. But it's true. We need a president. We need a God. We need a head of something. Everyone's looking for a leader and people just want to be told what to do. Even though you think you don't, everyone in our heads, we think we don't want to be told what to do. We want to be free, but now we want a guiding force. So you go out there, you start a business and tell people, people are not allowed to bring phones to the business. And it's going to intrigue people. I'm telling you, it's going to intrigue people and you become a very rich person. And that's today's edition of Why Didn't I Think of That? There you go. And finally here, here's for the single people out there. Um, you know what? No, this will benefit everybody. There's a new study that says posture can affect your dating success when you do dating apps. So if you're doing Match.com or Fishy fishy Girls, what's what's it called? Plenty of Fish, anything like that. Uh, what's the other? Like Tinder? I don't know. If you're doing that, <clears throat> researchers found that people are more likely to be successful on dating apps if they adopt, quote, expansive postures in their photos, which means if you stand with your arms facing outward or your legs uh, not crossed but open, big poses uh, show dominance, dominance and openness, which are typically seen as attractive. So one of the experts here says, we've seen it in the animal world. This is what animals do. They occupy more space to attract a mate. That's why whenever I walk in a room, I walk in a room like a superhero. I'm not a big guy, but put my hands on my hip and I, I, I occupy more space and everyone's attracted to me. It's an amazing thing. I assert my dominance over others. So remember, just be open physically in your dating photos and you'll win the person of your dreams. All right? And you know what? You don't just have to do this in dating photos. You can do this in the real world. When you're out and about, make your arms out. Be open. Be dominant. Don't be aggressive. Don't scare people. But hey, talk with big gestures and things like that. They say that if you're going to go on a job interview uh, or any situation where you're a little nervous in, if you spend two minutes before you go in, even just by yourself, in the bathroom, in the car, put your hands on your hips like a superhero or put your hands out in the air, you will automatically, after two minutes of just doing that, You'll feel more confident, and when you walk in, you'll own the room. It's an amazing thing. There you go. I feel like we learned a lot today. I can't tell you what one of those things was, but I guarantee we learned at least one thing. Oh, here. Here's a fun fun facts of the day. I'll make sure that you learn and you take away at least one thing from this show. Ready? Here's your fun fact number one. In the 1800s, this is real, ketchup was turned into pills and sold as medicine to treat indigestion and diarrhea. Ketchup was made into pills. Because we all know, when, when we have to take a duty, when we have diarrhea, what's the one thing that helps our bellies feel better? Ketchup. And they knew it all the way back in the 1830s. Uh, here's another fun fact. Some of the names for Sesame Street, before Sesame Street became Sesame Street, they were going to call it the Video Classroom. They were going to call it 123 Avenue B, and then they also were going to call it Fun Street. But all those things got smushed down. Thank God, right? Can you tell me how to get how to get to the video classroom? Does not have the same ring as Sesame Street. So there you go. 
There's a couple fun facts for you. You learned something on this podcast. I inspired you to eat nuts and seeds and uh, to be dominant in your poses and to do one thing this week that you haven't done in a long time that you used to love to do. And I guarantee it's going to make you feel good again. All right, so let's end it there. What am I babbling on about? I don't know. That's it. Watch Roseanne. Tell me if it looks like it's in the 90s. Head on over to facebook.com slash heroish podcast. Tell your friends about this show, but don't tell them to listen to this episode because this episode kind of sucked. And that's it. All right. All right. Here, I'll make I'll make it up to you. I'm going to do one trick with the nunchucks. All right. All right. Here we go. Huh? Wow. That was my best one yet. All right. Thank you for listening. Spread the word, you friggin' turds. I'll talk to you soon. Go practice your nunchucks. Good night. Thank you.